Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 88. My kids are at the park. I'm hoping I have enough time to crank one of these out before they come back. If not, I guess I'll try it again later. But anyways, it's a beautiful day outside. Yesterday was stupid. Okay, we had like 50, high 50s the other day. And then yesterday, it was snowing. And it's snowing on mud. And it just makes it muddier and the whole nine yards. And it's one of those... One of those deals where, like I said in one of the last episodes, I am scared to death to go outside when it's that muddy. Because if anybody knows anything about Osage, it's a bottomless mud. Bottomless mud. You could bury you can bury anything in Osage. I'm actually surprised houses are not underground dwellings here. Because I'm serious. This is it's a special kind of mud. It's Osage mud. And uh it's it's like the combination between a gumbo and like some decent uh, topsoil slash clay and shale and we got a little bit of everything here and it's just uh it's nasty you can't get the crap off your boots it sticks like snot it's ridiculous i've got certain parts of the house that i, I don't vacuum anymore we shovel <laughs> so no, i'm just kidding about that but no anyways though yeah it's a nice day i hope everybody's enjoying their weekend and and doing something enjoyable at least spending some time with your families eating some good food it's pretty much barbecue season we're getting into barbecue season here i'm laid up i am definitely gonna have my own little space out here to where i can do a little grilling uh this summer while i'm laid up for this spring and summer and uh and get on some of that because i love my barbecue season if you don't love barbecue season, you're missing out, man. Like I just, I don't know what to tell you. But no, it was a, it was, it's been a good day so far here. We've just been kind of relaxing. I did a little work on my book. Um, I've got a couple, a couple friends that I'm actually going to start sending some of these chapters that I'm reworking to, uh, just kind of get some opinions and stuff, and and uh, get their take on it, and get some extra editing stuff that myself and the editors that I'm using are missing and I've got one of the girls that has been wanting to do some editing for me I think I'm going to get her to help on it a little bit too so uh, I've got some things rolling ahead on that and uh, but one thing that I've been dealing with around here is I've been in fear for my life and 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 I'm not kidding I've been in fear for my life especially getting from my house out to the car uh, my dad's been driving. I can't drive yet. I'm having a little trouble. So, but uh, I'm having a little trouble with that. So I've got a driver, and uh, so I have him come over and drive. But getting from my house out to the car, I tried the crutches with the mud and everything. It's just, it's ridiculous. It is. It is, for lack of better words, it's a shit show. Like I, I'm not kidding. This is the one thing i love living where i do because it's quiet here for the most part but this is a mud hole and it's a mud hole 99 percent of the dang time there's nothing but mud here nothing but mud so the uh um knee scooter i was trying to uh, use it to go out there but the one i've been using a good friend of mine named Addie, she loaned me this knee scooter and it's a good knee scooter. It's a good around the house knee scooter. It's great around the house. 
um, except for the little hump that goes into my bathroom. I've had some pretty violent near misses with that one. Um, like I was saying, I think I was saying something. I, I stabbed myself in the back of the arm even. And I just, I don't know. But so I reached out. My friends, uh, Casey Craft and his wife, Danea, they, uh, they live, they run a ranch just down the road here. Um, Casey's been a good friend of mine for a long time. I started school with him when I was just a little kid and I graduated with him and he's, he's been a great friend forever. I've, I've never, uh, never had cross threads with Casey. He's just, he's all around a good guy and his wife's just as good. And I was telling her cause she said she had an e-scooter too. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm curious about trying yours out cause, um, it's uh this one here it's pretty rickety the one i borrowed from addy it's got a spot right in the middle of the frame where you can put it together and there's just a bolt that holds it there and i think over time the inner hole there for that bolt has kind of wallered itself out a little bit so it's a little sloppy so when i get on it the sticker on the handlebars says good for up to 300 pounds now I weigh 200 pounds and I'm six foot one tall. And uh, when I get on that thing, it feels like I am going to fold that thing up. I, I feel insulted by that thing. Like it says 300 pounds right there in my face on the handlebars. And that thing feels like it's going to fold itself up on me. And I, and I feel awful. I'm like, is the scale lying to me or is this thing a little wonky? But no, I, I know for a fact I am not 300 pounds. So I would be afraid, though, to see what happens if somebody that weighs 300 pounds gets on that thing, because it might, uh, it might actually, it might actually buck them off. It might, that might get pretty interesting. So uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see uh, what happens. Crafts uh, kiddo brought over um, the uh, knee scooter that they had over there. They just bought it recently because Casey's wife had knee surgery. And, or uh, foot surgery, sorry, but she, they brought it over and uh, dropped it off and I've used it a little bit around the house and get it all set up and I feel a lot safer. Like I was telling her though, like I told her she was saving my life because I I, uh, I felt like I'd been through, I've been through so much and I've just, I've been through it and I've lived through it and I've survived things that a lot of people don't survive. And I just, I feel like it would suck to be taken out in a tragic knee scooter accident um after living through all that stuff but but i have been reaching out to the life insurance policy uh, companies um just in case it happens because i need to make sure my kids are set up and uh they can wear it with pride when they tell the story about how their dad was taken out by a knee scooter later on so but no i uh um they uh they uh, brought that over and I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful I got friends like that. The GoFundMe that one of my other friends set up, it's been it's been successful. It's a little slow going, but we're we're making gains on it and uh, we're getting there. And I'm very, very appreciative of all of the people that have reached back on that and, and lent me a hand there. It really does mean a lot and it means a lot to my kids as well. And and uh, I've, I very much appreciate that. But but uh, just a quick uh, run through kind of where I'm at with the recovering after the surgery here. It's, it's uh, 
um, on Monday. It'll be two weeks. So we're just shy of two weeks. And um, I, uh, I got to say, the spot in the bottom of my foot where she opened it up to clean out all the infection and stuff, that spot is a little tender, a little sore, but I am getting around with it without completely screaming and scaring the neighbors or having the cops called or something it uh i'm i'm making it work it it feels a little better than it did the other day so one thing that is on complete fire right now is my heel that thing will not ease up and it's it's almost like some kind of weird if you guys remember in the beginning of the story when i was talking about how my body felt like it was being burned and i was talking about the boots that they were putting on me then to keep my foot straight back then and they just hurt like absolute hell and it, and it felt like a, this painful burning sensation in there that's what's going on in my heel right now and that's what's been going on since we did this and i i hope that goes away eventually i think a lot of it is just that skin back there is used to being real contractured you know real tight back there where it was locked up in its tightest position or shortest position and now that we've cut the Achilles tendon and lengthened that out and stretched all that out it's stretching every fiber in that skin back there all the way around that heel in that whole pocket so I I'm hoping that is the sensation that I'm feeling is just a burning stretch that is very constant and uh it's a pain in the butt to uh to sleep with it and stuff like it's it wakes me up and uh it's uh it's rough it's really rough so but uh one thing my my miracle turnout with this is i am voluntarily under my control wiggling my toes it's not a lot of wiggle it's like an eighth of an inch of movement maybe each direction up and down now that's that's something that uh i've had some involuntary movements in my toes depending on how i move my leg and the way i position and stuff i've had a little bit of that and it's but it's never been controllable like it is right now this is a this is a new breakthrough as far as how i'm moving my toes because um i thought the little bit of like flexion movement in them was cool this is a i can completely lock my foot in one position and wiggle just my toes i'm getting control to just my toes and that's a big thing to me because i haven't had that in over seven years it's been seven years i haven't been able to do that okay and uh so one thing that that i mean that's that's definitely that was like a something worth celebrating that was a that was a big a big thing that's a big thing for me the planner flexion and i think i might have talked about this a little bit the other day i didn't put it in the notes but the planner flexion that i've got in that foot is pretty significant now and it's it's getting better i'm exercising that thing as much as i can every day and the planner flexion just to give another summary if if i didn't or if somebody didn't hear it was so that plantar flexion like i explained to it is if you stand on your floor and you're gonna raise up kind of towards your toes to reach a light bulb up in the ceiling and and you just need to be that little bit taller so you raise up on your toes 
that's plantar flexion okay and the way i remember it is you're planting your foot so you're like planting your foot into the floor and uh, dorsiflexion is when you can just the opposite when you can pull your foot up towards your shin okay so and plantar flexion is like one of the biggest movements that you need to make a fluent rolling walk okay so that plantar flexion is something that i have gotten back fairly strong a lot a lot better than i thought it was going to be i had a little bit of that before but I'm telling you, I can plant that foot on the ground and I'm loving the structure of the foot and the way it plants and just how stable it feels. It feels like I got a nice, firm foot set on the floor, okay? And I can literally roll up onto the ball of my foot, which is a little painful with that big open wound down there, but <laughs> but I got to keep the stuff stretched out and activated so it's kind of important to just fight through some of that pain but, but anyways i can do that and i actually tried to do it i put a five pound dumbbell just uh theraband it to my knee so i added a little bit of weight to my upper leg and i can lift that that's a huge thing for me as well so that's that's going to be a big game changer and here's here's why so next time you're going up steps one of my biggest issues i've had since the time i got out of the hospital and was first trying to be on my feet a little bit all the way up to now stairs have not been my friend stepping up on things has not been good to me and for a couple reasons so if, next time you step up on a step think about how your foot is moving while you're taking that step because I'm going to tell you, your foot is moving to help you raise up. It's giving you that extra lift to make that step. Okay, and it's activating your calf muscles and stuff. And the muscles that go down the uh, lower leg to help you make that step. It's like a fluent deal. It activates all that. And at the same time, your upper leg is catching it and meeting it in the middle. And it makes for a nice step. The next part of that step is the way your foot positions itself into its step and it it makes itself to where all the ground pressure in that foot evens out and that's one of the biggest contributions to our balance the way that function is okay so for the last five years i have not had that i haven't had any of that movement. i've had a solid block that i'm moving around everything that i have done over the last five years has been in control at the knee and the upper leg and in my hip and that's that's how i operate my foot so when i get in the car to drive away and i'm pushing on the gas pedal i am controlling pressure with my upper leg i it has nothing to do with applying pressure with the foot because the foot's not moving there's nothing moving down there. So, and like I was saying, balance is completely out of whack. When I can't adjust my foot to give myself the balance that I need. I am completely dependent on the square setting of the structure of my AFOs meeting my boots. So, but if you look at the bottoms of my boots, I'm walk, I've been walking for a long time real hard on the outsides. Hence why 
I've got dislocated bones on the outsides, right behind the little toes. Um, and uh, why my balance is a little wonky with that, but being locked up. So the position that I am, I've been stuck in, imagine raising up to your toes, rolling your foot to the outside and putting all the pressure on the little toe and then go up or down a flight of stairs. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not easy. And the crazy part is, is every step is a hard hit out there on that ball of your foot right behind the little toes. And it hurts and eventually things come apart. That's why I'm in this position. So I, I don't, I'm not sure how to explain it much easier. But right now that we've cut those tendons and released that heel and everything, and we've stretched that out and got that foot flat on the floor, I can tell right now it's going to be a game changer. So, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. And uh, I think when I say a game changer, I think it's going to be a big change for everything with uh, my mobility, climbing on and off equipment. I, I am very confident right now that once I get some of the strength built back up in this in this lower leg and I get something that gives me a little bit of movement down there to kind of help with the lower leg, I think climbing on and off equipment like I used to is going to be achievable again. I think it's it's going to be some it's going to take some time to get up to that, but I'm very confident that I'm going to see those changes in myself. And uh, and that's cool. That is very cool. I can't jump it's uh it's really hard to jump without being able to give yourself that loft from with the plantar flexion being able to use it so i'm curious to see what happens so but anyways you guys that's kind of the update on this i'm gonna be running the new wheels or er, knee scooter and uh yeah we'll we'll see uh we'll see how uh um We'll see how it goes. I got a message from one of my kids saying they kicked the soccer ball on the school roof. <laughs> Great. But uh, so anyways, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. New knee scooter, new safety plan. <laughs> and we'll see where it goes. But let's get into uh, get into the story a little bit here and kind of catch back up and uh, keep moving that forward. I was in the. Um, part of the story where a good buddy of mine and I made kind of an emergency trip down to New Mexico okay and this trip I want to say let's see March April May June July so yeah we're about we're about nine months we're about nine months um, almost nine months eight eight months nine months from the time I got out of the hospital okay and just fast recap, I got out of the hospital. I was with Sam, she had a stroke, she went through her part, she just got home. She's having a hard time. Um, I'm able to get out and keep working on getting my mobility going and being able to become a part of the world again. And now Sam is stuck at home uh, with her post uh, experience with her stroke it's not treating either one of us well. And then one of my good friends, his mom ended up in the hospital. It was kind of a life or death thing down in New Mexico. 
and I had an opportunity to do a little traveling. Um, Jake had money. I had a vehicle to use or vehicles. And um, we made our way to New Mexico and we went down there. And uh, it, uh, it, it went well. It was, a, it was a trip that I definitely needed. And um, it was a trip that I think Jake needed too. Obviously not just to see his mom. Like that was the whole reason for the trip. But there was a lot of things that happened on that trip that were like big, big movements for me. You know, it was it was kind of a, a test of my independency um, as far as getting around and stuff at the hospital there. I mean, Jake went up and hung out with his mom and I just kind of free roamed and went and talked to people and did some inspirational stuff. And that kind of boosted my my want to uh, to get into the inspirational stuff even more because um, I went three states away and uh and did it you know so it was it was kind of cool to get out and kind of talk to some people from a different part of the country and be able to get that wow man you really inspired me um and we learned something that response like that was just awesome so so it was a big thing to me too and not only that but i also learned on that trip you know like i said that uh in new mexico you can get green chili with literally everything so that's kind of a bonus <laughs> but no we, we did the trip and stuff and something that I thought of, and this is going to be kind of an important part of the story. So if you can keep this in the back of your head, I went up and stayed on this ranch with Jake. We camped out up there on this ranch with, uh, with his cousin. I believe he's a cousin, but, uh, we go up there and we stayed up there and out front. When we got up there, it was pitch black outside. It was so dark down there and this is just out above mountain air uh new mexico and it's dark and we get up there and i'm like looking out through the darkness across this big flat open area and i see these red lights everywhere they're everywhere out there these red blinking lights and i'm like what the heck is that like it's a field of blinking red lights and they're not like way far off the ground but they're up there a little ways jake's like well that's a in the daylight, you'll see it. It's a big wind farm out there. Okay? And I was like fascinated with these lights. And I was like, no kidding. I like, that's pretty neat. It's just, it's a heck of a light show. I'm sure like half the people in this country <laughs> in the daylight, those wind farms are just absolutely ugly. Uh, they just, they take up so much dang area. And it's, but I was fascinated with the wind farm. Keep that fascination um with that wind farm and seeing that and thinking that was kind of neat um keep that kind of in the back of your head because that's gonna be something that comes up in the near future um something kind of exciting that i do here eh, about oh about another nine months down the road so We'll get into that a little bit and I'll tell you, tell you a hell of a good story. So, but anyways, we get done down there. We're headed back and this is where me and Sam have our falling out. And, it, and it's a sad, it's a sad deal. Like it had, it had me pretty upset and it was, and I got it. Part of it was that I, I understood where she was at because I've been there. I've been in that spot where I'm stuck at the house and, and whatnot and I just there's it's 
not a good time to go out. Like even when Sam came and rescued me out of the house, it was it was easier because Sam at that time was so able-bodied. And she was kind of a tough chick. So but she was so able-bodied. Like if if something would have happened and I would have fell out of the chair um and ended up on the floor doing a transfer into the car or something, she was strong enough and had what it took to help me up and into the car. And at the same time, there was there were certain factors that went into play with that, like the fact that when she came to take me out of the house, the weather was nice. Um, it was it was starting to get nice out, and and uh, you know so. And at this time in the story, we're in a part of the story now where Sam's in her recovery and just got home not long before this. Um, it's cold. It's like in the middle of winter. So like myself, I'm not in the condition at this time that if something happens and Sam ends up on the ground um, trying to get into the car, I can't help her. I'm not in the physical condition to be able to help her totally impossible like there was would be no absolute absolutely no way to be able to help get her off of the ground and being in the middle of winter and being out running around um an area and, and the fact that she lives out of town or did at the time and stuff like it was there was a lot of safety thinking going on behind it but at the same time like i think she understood later in the heat of the moment I don't think she was really understanding my position, but she did later. Um, that uh, I was in a spot where I was starting to get up and go, um, and I needed to keep doing that. And and I'm gonna tell everybody this: like when you go through something like this, and you get into a spot where you can get up and go, go don't stop because if you stop going you will go backwards i'm telling you once you start once everything starts working and you can get up and go 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 and don't stop until something stops you that's exactly where i'm at right now i got up and i went and i didn't stop until these feet shut me down that's kind of where i was Feet and family, feet and family. There's a lot going on there, but but the main big deal that's got me stopped completely in my tracks is is my health. You know, so it's like there's certain things you just you have to stop for. But if you don't have your health obstacles and stuff shutting you down, make use of it and go. Like don't don't restrict yourself. And. Uh, I don't think Sam was 100% thinking about it like that. So I think Sam was thinking about it more like I was just leaving her behind. And I, and I the sad part is, is I felt that in my mind. I knew in my mind that that's more or less what her problem was. Because my trip to New Mexico, I bet there was something from Sam in my phone every hour at, at the very least. Like, it might have been... There was times where I'd get back-to-back messages or phone calls and stuff from Sam. And I knew she was going nuts while I was gone on that trip. And uh, and it was driving her nuts. And when you're in that situation, that uh, stuff, you overthink things too. So we were actually headed back, me and Jake. We were headed back and we were just south of Pueblo, Colorado. 
on I-25 and we were headed back and Sam's blowing up my phone and stuff and I finally, I just lost it. We were stuck in an accident down there and couldn't move. She was giving me a hard time about not being closer to home and it was taking too long to get back. And and I finally, I finally just had to say, you know what, this, we're going separate directions. We, we both have different things going on in our lives right now and it's it's uh, just not gonna work like I, we just can't make it work I can't focus on keeping myself going and also feeling bad for taking too long to get somewhere or answering my phone and it and it's nothing against Sam Sam was in a spot and I, like I said I know exactly where she was but but that was kind of kind of where it ended and then we had some car trouble even later down the road trying to get back we we had some issues and uh um it was kind of a bad trip back but things happen you know so that's just how it was but but that is ultimately where sam and shane went separate directions and uh it was a sad it was a sad evening in my life when when we just stopped and and that was it like but sometimes people come together uh for certain reasons i just told somebody this sometimes you come together for certain reasons and it's it's i feel like sam and i came together for dang good reasons but sometimes you're not meant to continue on that track sometimes you just need them for a certain part of your life and you're still important to each other and sam's really important to me she's one of the most important people to me so but that's where our relationship ended and uh we'll continue on in the next episode 89 um and we'll continue on with this story post shane and sam we'll see where it goes god bless you guys enjoy the weather have a good rest of your saturday